yourself more highly than you ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. For as in one body we have many members, and not all the members have the same function, so we, who are many, are one body in Christ, and individually we are members of one another. We have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, prophecy in proportion to faith, ministry in ministering, the teacher in teaching, the exhorter in exhortation, the giver in generosity, the leader in diligence, the compassionate in cheerfulness. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Then he sternly ordered the disciples not to tell anyone that he was the 
have no church in them. Now I tell you this because uh, obviously the church is really under great stress in Iraq. And I think most of us, at least I never really thought about Christians being in Iraq. We tend to uh, stereotype these nations like we do people. I was speaking with someone after the 8 o'clock service and she said that she was in Canada at the time and in one week she ran into two Iraqi Christians and they both spoke Aramaic. So the connection to the early church Tanner White also commented that he said, when you've lost everything, you realize that Jesus is all you have left, and he is everything. As I thought about the lessons that we have this morning, that reading from Romans, which is a wonderful description of the church, and then this passage that we have from the Gospel, where we hear disciples responding to Jesus' question, who do people say that I am, and then who do you say that I am? There's a sense that I have at least that we need to stop and we need to think about how we value the church, how important the church is to us, and also to ask ourselves, who do we believe that Jesus is? The the scene that Matthew describes, that Becky read this morning, occurs in the area of Caesarea Philippi, which is at the uh, at the beginning of the Jordan River. And it's an interesting location for this particular passage to be set because it was uh, at that location that there was a grotto that was dedicated to Pan. In fact, the, the name of the city at one time was Panion. And it was also the location of a temple that had been dedicated to the worship of the emperor. So it's in the midst of this uh, area, which really is a place of uh, shrines to other gods, to false gods, that this question of Jesus' identity is put before the disciples. This passage occurs right after the Pharisees and the Sadducees had challenged Jesus to show who he really was by some signs from heaven. And then Jesus leaves with his disciples. And they go off to this place near Caesarea Philippi. And it's there that he asks them, Who do the people say that I am? Well, they respond by saying, they basically, they think you're one of the prophets. They name off a couple of the prophets. And I think that's very interesting because it might give us insight into aspects of Jesus' ministry that we don't have in the Gospels. And I say that because... If they thought it was John the Baptist uh, come back to life, John the Baptist was a wild man. He was really something. And he preached a very clear and direct message. And he challenged power. And then if you think of the prophets, they were pretty wild too. I mean, one of them ran around without toes on And they were known for speaking truth to power. They were known for a message that was difficult, that was hard for people to hear. So I think there's a possibility that uh, some of what Jesus preached, we don't get in the gospel. Because you don't hear a lot of that that edginess that the prophets had. But the people thought, this is one of the prophets. And then Jesus turns to the disciples and he says, but who do you say that I am? And Peter, being Peter, bursts out, you are the son of the living God. And of course he's saying that in this place of dead gods. You are the son of the living God. And Jesus blesses him. And then he changes his name. No longer would he be known as Simon. 
Sharon Dickinson, and I want to let you know that um, next weekend is Labor Day, which means that the weekend after that is our very first forum, and I'd like to invite you all to come at 9 o'clock on September 7th. Our speaker will be Jean Monahan. She's a published poet. Her poetry is just beautiful. I own two of her books. Um, I'd love to have a good showing when she comes as our very first speaker, so please come and bring a friend. Thank you. September 7th, 9 o'clock. And that should be the chapel. If the chapel is still closed, it will be in the underclass in the main room. Good morning. I'm Martha Stone, I'm the editor uh, of the Hard Hat Herald. I just wanted to let everybody know that on September 14th, that will be our official Brown Baby Liturgy. For any more information, please uh, check the Trinity website, click on the Hard Hat, and you'll be up to date with what's going on. Thank you. 
God, who's passed all understanding, keep your hearts. 